Hey there, Punch It listeners. I just want to give you a quick heads up that when we made this episode, I didn't realize that my recorder was using my computer's internal mic as opposed to my awesome microphone like I'm using right now. So even though the audio quality isn't quite up to spec from what you would normally expect out of a Punch It episode, we hope the quality of content is what will get you through on this one. So please enjoy. And as always, we appreciate your feedback and comments. So please keep those coming. Welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum Warp. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. Hello, everybody at home, and welcome. This is Punch It! Writing in Star Trek. I am your co-host, Tristan Riddell, and with me, as always, is... Charlene Schmidt. Charlene Schmidt. Just like five minutes ago, we came up with this idea, and this is a holy crap kind of idea. This is a lot of fun. This is going to be a lot of fun, and this is going to be really out there and really hard to do, and you guys are going to witness it from from the get-go, because we have no plans other than the idea itself. So you're going to see it unfold... From zero to 60. That's right. Live to tape, baby. But is it really going to be that hard? Is it because we're just kind of following the path that we made in the last episode? We're going to do a movie. We're going to do a movie. And that's the thing is that like the, the last episode we did with a movie, because what we did was we took Remind Me? I'm blanking on the names. <laughs> we put the TNG crew into the framework of Star Trek Four. And made it work. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. I was just like, yeah, it was a lot of fun. What the hell was it? Um, no, it was, yes, the TNG crew in the Voyage Home. And it was so much fun. We got a lot of great responses from it. A oh lot of people gosh. were like, holy, like, this is a great idea. This was a lot of fun. And so we're just like, let's just keep going with it. Oh, and man. So, yeah. We had a good time. We're glad everybody else had a good time. So let's do more while we're hot and ready to do more. Exactly. That That is exactly what I was thinking, too. So the idea that we came up with, with no further ado, was Star Trek 09, as in the first Kelvin Universe movie, but with the Voyager cast. Yeah. That's a crazy idea. This is intriguing, because there's more variables in this, I think. Way more variables. Timeline? Way more. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take these characters, put them into the framework of this movie in this universe, and see what happens. How is it different? What are we going to do? Well, that's the question, actually. Is it going to be in the Kelvin universe, or is it going to be in the Prime universe? Are we going to use Kelvin counterparts to the Voyager crew? Are we going to oh. use Prime? Oh, because we could, oh, oh. We, there's so many different things that we could Wait. do. Wait, yeah, okay. We have more options than I even realized. Yes. Are we going to have Kelvinized crew members? Wait. I love that term. Have we done this? We actually... We haven't done this, but what we did long ago, not on this show, but longtime listeners and people who followed us over from on, on from Trek.fm's To The Journey, we came up with an episode. I don't remember a thing about it, but the only reason why I remember it is because Aaron, our good friend Aaron, he uh, did a he did a graphic. He designed what the what Voyager would look like if it was in the Kelvin universe. Okay. And yeah, what we did an episode of what would Voyager look like if it was in the Kelvin universe. But this is very different. Not yeah. very different, but it's different. Yeah. Okay. 
I knew we did something with the Kelvin universe, but we've created so many universes over the years that, again, like you, I have no idea what we said in that episode at all. I have no idea what we constructed. <laughs> it was so long ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And I can barely remember what happened yesterday. I think there was some football game on or something. I don't know. I don't even care. Side note, side note, there was an individual, this happened a while back, but it's happened a couple of times where, see, the thing is with, when we do a show, whether it's years ago or just a couple months ago, these episodes last forever. Like these are, you can listen, you can listen to them at any time. You could listen to episode one, you could listen to episode 190, either yesterday or three years ago, whenever it was. But the thing is, though, is that like in every single episode, we say, send us an email, find us on social media. <laughs> and there was a guy, bless his heart, he was, he, was, he was just a fan. He tweeted me and he said, he's like, hey, in episode um, 57 of To The Journey, you said uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was wondering why you admitted that instead of going in this direction. And I said, I was like, dude, I'm really sorry, but that was literally four years ago. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> That is the power of the internet coming back to haunt us because, yeah, we have no idea what we said a month ago, much less four years ago, and it's out there. And a lot of people do go into the back catalog and say, hey, I am just starting to the journey or I just finished my or my listen through of to the journey. And thank you so much for all the content, which is awesome. I'm so glad people are out there and still listening to it. But Guys, yes, seriously, please don't expect us to remember every detail because we don't go back and listen to it. It's not nearly as fresh in our heads as it is in yours. And we do this every week. We create something new every week. But we will try to answer you if we can. Abso-fragonlutely, because we do appreciate the feedback. We really do. We enjoy the interaction. And speaking of which, if you do want to email us, like so many of you do, what you can do is go to thenerdparty.com slash contact, select punch it from the drop-down menu, fill out the form. It'll send us an email right to our doorstep. You can also find us on social media. You can do that by going to thenerdparty.com or just searching for The Nerd Party on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We're all over the place. You can also find us personally on, on, on uh, Twitter. You can find me at the Insane Robin. And you can find me at oh, the Profanity. And if you really like what we're doing, if you're having a good time, please consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can give us any kind of review you want, but if you give us a five-star written review, we will mention you on the show. Speaking of which, we have one from the (gasps) UK iTunes store. Yes, Well, here we go. Yeah, so let me pull this up real quick. Fantastic. Uh, Yes, thank you so much. And that's one thing is that we do subscribe to a service, while you're bringing that up, we do subscribe to a service that has kind of brings in all of the re- reviews from all over the world because it's very hard to get a review from the country that you're not in. And so yeah. sometimes we miss it, sometimes it doesn't sneak through. So if you do give us a review, screenshot it and send us an email or just send us an email saying, hey, look for this in this store. But uh, please read that review from the individual in the UK. You got it. So it's from Kirsty, And this is back from December 2018. So this is from our service. It takes a little while for it to comb through and give us this information. But here is what Kirsty said. This show is a real treat. I'm so glad to have found something that explores Trek and writing. Tristan and Char are fabulous and their chemistry is amazing. Oh, thank you. So far, I have enjoyed everything, especially the Voyager ones. I loved Mr. Janeway's restaurant so much. Please keep up the great job, guys. Mr. Janeway's Restaurant is one of our most downloaded episodes. It was and is and continues to be so. We really struck a chord with that one. 
I think it's all about the title, baby. Mr. Janeway's Restaurant. People <laughs> just like that. They click and they say, yes, give me some of that. Because it, it has so many words in it. You're just like, what the hell does this mean? <laughs> And if you're a Voyager fan, you want to know instantly who is Mr. Janeway. Absolutely. And so that was a lot of fun. And thank you so much for writing that review. And thank you yes, so much for the you. five stars. It really does help us out. It helps us on the rankings. It helps us uh, get more listeners and get noticed more. And it's, it's, a, it's great validation for what we do for free every single week. So with this idea, let's go ahead and start at the beginning. Let's, let's, let's kind of fine tune this. So there's a couple of different options that we can do. We can take the framework of Star Trek 09. And apply it to the Prime Universe with Prime Voyager characters. Or we can take uh, Star Trek 09 in the Kelvin Universe with Kelvin Voyager counterparts in the 24th century. Right. This is a tough decision. Do you have a leaning one way or the other? Well, I feel like it would be very easy to make a Kelvin Universe movie with the Voyager crew if they're Kelvin counterparts. We can basically say and do whatever the hell we want because it's an alternate universe. Would it be fun? Yes. But I feel like we, it might be more fun to try to put the Kelvin framework of Star Trek 09 to canon characters in the canon prime timeline. You know, I agree. I think that is, I don't know, I'm leaning more that way. I feel like that is the better challenge for whatever reason. Maybe I just want structure in my life. <laughs> I think that's more <laughs> the case. So we're going to take our prime characters and make them go through the events of Star Trek 09. Yes. And this is something that like, I love Star Trek 09. Like we are not Kelvin haters on this no. podcast. We have our, I mean, we have our dislikes and we have our concerns. Like like, I didn't like Star Trek Into Darkness at all, but I've grown to <laughs> accept that that has happened. But I'm sure. not going to go to someone on Twitter and say, you're an idiot for not liking, for, oh, for liking yeah, Star Trek Into Star Darkness. Yeah, Star Trek fan community, sometimes you're so disappointing. I mean, we all have our honest reviews, but people who are just bashing elements of Star Trek just because they want to stir the pot or they must spread their hate, just knock it off, guys. It's so... I don't know. I'm so tired of it. It's, so it's, tired. That's, it's, it's exhausting. And that does not exist on this show. So if you no. hate the Kelvin universe and you can't stand anything about it, this is not the, the episode for you. So tune into all of our other episodes that's that right. do not feature the Kelvin universe, but this one will. So Kelvin storyline in the Prime universe using Prime characters. How will this be possible? So <laughs> we have to, I think, in order to kind of figure out what, time it is in in the universe kind of depends on which way we want to go the first thing that pops into my head is instead of pike we have admiral paris instead of kirk we have janeway <laughs> right is the mentor to a younger janeway i presume that's one way to do it do like do we make it a young janeway but then how if we make it a young janeway how do we get in everybody else into well, the universe because she doesn't meet all of, if we stay canon, she doesn't meet all of these people until, you know, the events of the caretaker. Yeah, this is true. So then, I mean, is this a Voyager that's not in the Delta Quadrant? So that would mean, it, that would have to be post-Endgame, right? <sighs> so what if, ooh, ooh, ooh. What if it's post-Endgame, but the roles are reversed 
where instead of Admiral Paris as a stand-in for Pike, Admiral Janeway is a stand-in for Pike, and she's recruiting someone else to take over for something. Oh, oh, that's even better. Yeah, 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 let's do that. Okay, okay. This is going to be weird. This is going to get different. This got a lot more different much more quickly than I thought it would. Already. Okay, so Admiral Janeway is mentoring somebody in the future. Oh, okay. What if we have... Okay, so we come up with some sort of storyline. I feel like we need... Do we need the USS Intrepid? Do we need to take it out of mothballs? Or is there like the Voyager A, like the 74656A, <laughs> something like that? I, I kind of am digging the A. Yeah. Let's. Okay. With maybe a young Miral Paris. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going <laughs> to say. You knew I was going there, but we, we've got One, to. We've got 100%. to. 100%. We also, have to. there must be a cadet Naomi Wildman. 100%. 100%. I think. I, th- I think. You know okay. what this is? This is Voyager, what? the next generation. This is Voyager, the next generation. <laughs> but this I is am vo- not ashamed. I am not sad. And I don't care if you don't like it. This turned so hard so fast. It and I did. love it. Oh, my God. The so, power of creation, people. So here's the thing. We have to decide here. Because according to the timeline and Naomi and her age and everything like that, she would be, if she wasn't Starfleet, she'd be more than a cadet. So well, what what if what if oh, oh you said what if first so you go for it <laughs> Okay well you know how Bones is a little older than Kirk in the mm-hmm. Kelvin timeline Well Naomi is older than Miral obviously what if for one Naomi didn't necessarily go into Starfleet right away thus delaying okay. her entrance but also what if she becomes what if she goes into medicine what if she wants to become a doctor Love it Love so it So then she has to go through medical school, which is going to take a little while, but then does her Starfleet training. And then that is why she is also in the academy along with Miral. Counter idea. Okay, do it. Because I do love that idea. And you can totally say, no, 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 Tristan, that's stupid. I want to do mine. What if instead of making Naomi ana- analogous to Bones, what if Naomi is analogous to Spock? Where she's already in the, like, she's already graduated from the academy. She's awesome. She's in line to, like, she's going to be the first officer of Voyager A. Okay. And, and thus is the, the drama between Naomi and Moral, where Moral is like this hotshot up and comer who is gunning. You know, like who is like just a super genius, has the history, and um, but you know, like that get way drunk they can get into bar fights. But like, yeah, likes to get drunk and get into bar fights and everything like that. So she needs pruning, she needs um, grooming, and with Naomi, like that has some sort of resentment. Resentment. She's always had some a special connection with Admiral Janeway, but so is Morale. But like Naomi has stayed in touch with Janeway, and so right. she's this. She's the Spock. She's the one who's who follows the rules who was the quote-unquote captain's assistant. She's the one who, like, makes the test for Kobayashi Maru, the new version. And <laughs> and so that way what we could do with Bones and Hear Me Out uh-huh. is older, wiser, and everything like that, a little more cantankerous. What if it's just the doc? Still? The EMH. <laughs> it is still him. 
and he comes out for one last job and he decides to stay and so he is the medical the chief medical officer oh my again. gosh he's still there well it, it would be kind of fun just to see what he has done in the time since with his life mm-hmm. And then why is he there? Maybe there's some sort of special reason for him. Or maybe it's just pure nostalgia. That's what I'm thinking. Like, to have a nostalgic hook, to, to keep it there. Like, to have somebody grounded in Voyager A, of, of a, a face that we have seen a lot before, besides yeah. just the kids. Okay, I like your idea of making Naomi analogous to Spock a lot better than Bones. So let's okay. go with okay, that. Cool. That makes a lot of sense because she's always been, I can envision her being the good girl who followed the rules, stayed in her lane, did what she was asked to do, was always ready to take one for Starfleet, you know, that sort of thing. So that way she could advance her career, do whatever it took. And then here comes this crazy freaky morale who's ready to just take everything from under her feet and just, uh, <laughs> excuse me, no. Yeah, and that's the thing is that like in the Kelvin universe and with Spock, he constantly says, I have no ego to bruise, so it's okay if you become captain and everything like that. That's not going to be the case with Naomi. She's no. part, she's half human. She's not half Vulcan. She's half human, half Katarian, full-blooded emotion. Yeah. And so she does have an ego to bruise. She does have ambition. Yes, and so these two are just, I think, I, I, but, but between the two of them, they're just going to be massive hotheads. It's starting out anyway. Now, eventually there's going to have to be some sort of respect forged between the two. But starting out, oh, they're going to hate each other. Absolutely. It's going to be weird. Yeah. And it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be crazy. And <laughs> Especially for us as an audience, because we're going to sort of kind of know these characters a little bit. We're going to recognize who they are, even right. though these are their adult selves. And so we're going to naturally want them to get along, but they're not going to. No, they are not, at least not at first. And so I think let's, okay, so let's kind of frame this up a little bit. We got the meat of it right there for the intro. So with that, the opening of Star Trek 09 was so unique, so Mm -hmm. fantastic, just a beautiful hook. It was one of my favorite things about the movie was the intro. Same. And so I think with that, one thing that would be interesting is... So we have no idea, like, okay, of course, we have the books, we have the novels and everything like that. Yeah. I am completely disregarding that because I'm only going by what we've seen on screen. Fair enough. So with Voyager, what if we did take something where the intro of Voyager was, Voyager wasn't put to pasture. You know, it wasn't shut down. It was a good ship. They realized, yeah, we can still use this just because it was seven years in Delta Quadrant doesn't mean it needs to be mothballed or anything like that. So they put it back into service. Okay. And give it a refit. Yeah, give it a refit, something like that. And say, so say that some of the original crew stayed on, stayed on board. Admiral okay. Paris did not. Or maybe she did. Hell, maybe she did. Maybe somehow she made it her flagship in a fleet. Like she was a fleet admiral or something like that. Hmm. And... What if it got destroyed during an incursion with Nero? You know, like, or maybe it's not Nero, it's somebody else. Like, maybe it's a Delta Quadrant species come back from the dead to enact revenge. Hmm. And it, it, go, and it destroys Voyager, and only some of the crew gets off board. Maybe Morale and Naomi were, or maybe Naomi was actually on the ship as a cadet, and Morale was off planet, but Tom and Bellana were on the ship, and they died. Ooh. You know, I think 
I, I'm not sure exactly time frame wise where we are at. How old are Naomi and Mural? I think in order, to, I think it would be like like a couple years after Endgame. Okay. Okay, I can see this then because then we want this. We want the trauma essentially that right. the same kind of trauma that Kirk went through, where we need Moral. If Moral's going to lose one or both of her parents, it has to happen at a young age. It's got to be a deep scar. I hate to say it. So okay, so what if instead of having Naomi on it, because it wouldn't Naomi wouldn't be old enough to be a cadet if we wanted to make it young. No, no, and I feel like. After Voyager got back home, Samantha Wildman would not be the one to stay on Voyager. No, I think what if the, like maybe this was the this was the refit of Voyager, and it was being supervised by Bellana and Tom uh-huh. because that's that's who you would want to supervise the refit, and so they were out for the maiden voyage of the refit, and maybe Admiral Paris. It was just a ceremonial thing, like. Admiral Paris is sending it off, kind of like mixing just a little bit of generations there. And right, the proverbial trip or trip around the block, sort of. Yeah, thing. that it's kind of thing. Supposed to be really easygoing, laid back, and then oh, guess what? Yeah, so we kind of mix in some generations into Star Trek 09, and they bring on Morale, like say that she's actually there. Would that be too much? Or oh no, I don't think so. If Tom and Bellana are on the ship to send her off and test her out. That sort of thing. I, it makes sense to me that their child is with them. Okay, so I like this idea. So Admiral Janeway is at the helm, not the helm, but like in the captain's chair, just as a ceremony. Maybe the the new captain was like, maybe Chicote was going to take it over. Like, this is my time. Hmm. Maybe. To be maybe. captain. And Tom and Balan are there. And I want to say Harry's off because I'd like to, I would like to see him pop up again later on. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And something happens where, do you want to say, like, there's some Delta Quadrant species, like, maybe it's, uh, like, it? what happens? Like, how do they get there? What, what species do you think Yeah, let's, back? let's decide. Okay, top candidates, the Herosian. Ooh, good one. Anorax. Hmm. A, a little, a little timey-wimey. Ah, uh, that would bring in the timey-wimey stuff. It would. So that's a possibility. The Malon, not so much. No, I don't like the Malon. I love the idea of the Herogen uh-huh. because it's very physical. It's very, it's very cool. It's very violent. It, they um, would be the ones to go after them too. I think it would definitely be a revenge thing. With Anorax, uh-huh. I liked that being closed. I liked that storyline being over and done with. Yeah. Although, do we continue with the timeline incursion aspect of Star Trek Nine? Can we? I don't know if we can. Well, I think we kind of have to remove that whole separate timeline thing. We might have to, yeah. Which some people are saying, like, how can you do that? Because that's the whole point of Star Trek Nine. I think we can with this story. Well, yeah. We're not consulting with J.J. Abrams. We can do whatever the heck we want. I, yeah, I believe okay. so. So, so okay. for simplicity's sake, let's not do the timey-wimey stuff. So no timey-wimey stuff. Herosian, somehow they, um, maybe they're just like, as we know from the show, they were all about, they were kind of killing their hunting ground and they needed to expand. And what if they developed slipstream technology mm. or transwarp technology because they're like, we need to go farther to hunt further and hunt better. And they're like, oh, by the way, since we have the slipstream technology, let's go kill those Starfleet bastards for what they did to us. <laughs> 
I like it. Yeah, I mean, that also ties into the whole revenge aspect that Nero had. Nero wanted Spock to pay for the pain that he endured. Right. So, right. It, I mean, it's very simplistic and it's very two-dimensional for the enemy to feel that way. The comic books, of course, did a much better job of fleshing Nero out. But if we're going straight forward with on canon, what's on screen, the Hirogen are perfect for that just because it makes sense for them to want revenge that simply. Because, well, by the way, let's hunt them down. Let's go get them. Yeah, and I, I know that we kind of closed the book on the Hirogen, like with the whole you know, holographic storyline and everything like that. But I feel sure. like there's always something that you can do. And I don't want to say something specific because it's been a while since I've seen it. But let's just say something, something, something. They want <laughs> revenge for something, something, right. something. Right. Something turned. And even though Voyager is long gone from the Delta Quadrant, they have not forgotten. Right. And they're still pissed about something. Now, one question I've got. Go for it. We're going to have Tuvok be analogous to old Spock, Correct. I, I I don't know. I mean, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> we have not talked about that yet. Uh, how is he going to fit into this? And what did he do to the Hirogen that pissed them off so much to make the Hirogen go after Voyager? Or is it not that personal with Tuvok? Oh, okay. So now that we're talking... Okay. Like, my head was still in trying to figure out, like, morale, Tom, and Balana. Um, I think we covered that, though. So, well, well with the incursion, though, like, with, um, with the Hirogen popping out... We got to come up with a reason as to, like, we just have the revenge ploy with them coming a couple years after Endgame. We also have to give a reason as to why they waited so long. Like, do we say, like, okay, the Hirogen, after they get away and the skate pods get away and everything like that, they were so close to um, to Klingon space. Maybe the Kling- like, maybe we keep that it, mm. from the Star Trek 09 storyline where the Klingons capture them. Because they're like, these are great hunters with great techniques. We want to learn from them forcibly if we have to. Ooh, okay. That's a nice little wrench in things. Sure. So we'll keep that storyline. So that's why, like, they're hellbent on revenge. They got a little bit of it by destroying the the refit. But they wanted to, maybe, like, maybe they we could say, like, they want to kill all the members of the Voyager crew and their ancestors. Or, like, okay. and their, their offspring. And okay. so it, maybe it's not specific to Tuvok himself, but uh-huh. Tuvok pops up in order to help. We can tie it to him. So I think that's how it goes. Like the refit, like maybe like Chakotay sacrifices the, the ship in order to lit, to get other people away because he's the, he's the captain. Right. And, or he was going to be an Admiral Paris was just there, but we have this touching moment between Chakotay and, and not Paris, I'm sorry, Chakotay and Janeway. And he forces Janeway to, into, into an escape pod or something oh like that. Oh my gosh. So Chakotay is going to give his life because I just had this flash of a moment where Lieutenant Harry Kim, Chakotay says to Kim, you're captain now. Lieutenant Kim, and it's Harry who has to go down with the ship because he's the whipping boy. Oh. He always wanted, be... like, you know, it's that ambition, and then he goes down with the ship, and we all cry, and I, yeah, hmm. That, I think that would, ha- that's kind of how it'd have to be. Well, what, okay, with the what framework, if, right? Yeah. What, what if instead, what if instead, hear me out, I, yeah. because it has to be Chakotay who goes over to see the erosion. Like, yes. He's, he's the captain, like, Admiral. Because Admiral Paris, I keep saying Paris, I'm sorry. Admiral Janeway, 
Janeway says like, okay, no, I'm going to go over. They want to speak to me. And Chakotay's like, sorry, it's my ship. And she's like, well, I am an admiral. I, I got to take over this. I, I, I It's my responsibility. And Chakotay, you know, like maybe he cites some reference in some some Federation law, some Starfleet regulation says like in this time of blah, 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 the captain has sole discretion over the blah, 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 blah. And so he ends up going and uh-huh. Janeway has to stay behind. He says to Tuvok, Tuvok, you're the captain now. And so all the things happen. Let me Hear me out. Hear me out. You can totally okay. tell me no. Okay. Tuvok's there. Harry Kim is there. But because Tuvok is, is, was going to be the first officer, maybe, he says, like, Tuvok, you're the captain now. And Chicote dies on the Herojan ship the same way that Captain Rabot dies. And Tuvok is the one that sacrifices himself. And he makes it so that Lieutenant Harry gets Admiral Janeway off the ship. Hmm. He says, he's like, you do this no matter what and get her off the ship. Okay. I want to reject it. I don't okay. see Tuvok. Actually, I don't even see Tuvok on the ship at this point. I do see Tuvok on Vulcan, which would explain why they go to Vulcan and destroy Vulcan. I think that's a much better forethought. Okay, so, so I then, just I was just trying to not have Harry die. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I have nothing against Harry. I love Harry Kim. I love Garrett Wong even more. And I want him to go down in a blaze of glory. I mean, I, I know as an actor, if we could get Garrett Wong to do it, I mean, he would have the gravitas. He could make it happen. Think about timeless people. You give him good material, the guy can't act. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it just struck me that Tuvok going down with the ship, no, no. No. You're right. You're right. No. Um, it's Chakotay kicking Janeway out from not only not going over to the ship, but also getting her ass into an escape pod. His final act of love. Right. <laughs> and then Harry thrust into the position of captain because it strikes me that he would be the first officer. Anyway, Tuvok, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. What it, what, okay, I think you're right. What if we change some things here? Okay. So, what if Janeway is the one who actually does sacrifice herself by going down with the ship and Lieutenant Harry in this, in this time frame? is the one that takes morale because we could have that touching moment later on where he witnesses Tom and Bolana die. And so he takes morale to a shuttle bay and he becomes the Pike stand in instead of Janeway. Oh, Oh, okay. I, I, I hate it, but <laughs> that's kind of an interesting idea too. So you don't necessarily want Janeway guiding morale and Naomi. It's Harry. Harry, Harry's because, playing mentor slash daddy. Yes, and hmm. and this way, and this way, we get Janeway going down with Voyager, the original Voyager, going down with the ship because that does fit her so much. Oh, dang it, Tristan! I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. But we've we've got to go with it. We do. I feel like we have to, and then that way, with Chakotay gone, she's just like. Well, what does it even matter anymore? My love is gone. I'll go down to Yeah. Exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah. 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 (sighs) So maybe we have Harry raise morale, but he doesn't do a good job. (laughs) Because he doesn't know what he's doing. Because he doesn't know what he's doing. And so he has to, he tries to reconnect with her. (gasps) And morale? And then bring Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Got to interrupt. Yeah. She's driving one of her dad's old classic cars. A Camaro. A Camaro with a Nokia phone. 
<laughs> like, this is it. This is how oh, we have it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This must happen now. Okay. This is the way it is. This so, is the way it is. So this this is the way and it is. And sabotage playing in the background. It's so sabotage good. is playing. Oh, yeah. And so she she kind of maybe she blames Harry for not saving Tom and Bellana in the explosion. Or maybe she just has a crap relationship. They disconnect for years, and he finds her. He's like a hot, like he's now a high rank, uh, not a high ranking, but he's a, he's a captain. His own, sh- his he's going to get his own ship. Yeah. Or maybe he he's had his own ship before, and so they're giving him the Voyager A. <laughs> and he says he's like I or like the Voyager A is being built, mm-hmm. and he's like this is going to be better than the Sovereign class. This is going to be better than a Prometheus class. This is going to be the flagship. Uh, like this is going to be better than the Enterprise E or Enterprise F or whatever timeline we're in. Yeah, wherever we're at at that point, yeah. Because like I think morale has to be like eighteen to twenty-one, somewhere around in there, uh-huh. to make sense. Agreed. Yep. And and so that so we're like fifteen years later, yep. sixteen years later, because morale would be two, right? When her parents died. Yeah. And so um, so it takes a long time to build. Uh, because it's going to be just this uber fantastic huge ship and Harry Kim is going to be the captain. And so he reconnects with her, finds her in a bar and says, listen, your parents are amazing. They helped save the ship in engineering. They did it together. They saved your life. They saved my life. They saved everybody else's lives. So did like, so did Janeway and Chakotay. (laughs) And they, you know, they all loved you. And so please join Starfleet. You do, you are too smart to be, Fighting in bars. I dare you to do better. I dare you to do better. That's such a good line. Oh, I love that. I know. It's amazing. It's perfect. Side note, as much as I love Anson Mount's Pike in Discovery, Bruce Greenwood in the Kelvinverse movies, also top freaking notch. Bruce Greenwood was was pretty special. I mean, he's even in the intro of this podcast. That's right. He is. Anson Mount, I'm telling you, you need to say punch it at least once so we can add it to our intro please 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 make that happen so i think okay there we go so um it follows along you know morale kind of locks horns with naomi who's already a decorated graduate who is on her way to be the first officer of uh, voyager a and we get some new characters coming in we're gonna have to where morale instead of having uhura as the communications officer oh is naomi dating someone Oh, like Spock was dating Uhura? Right. Ooh. Hmm. I think it's got to be a completely new person. Somebody we do not know. So I think so. I think someone we do not know. Yeah. And so that way we can do the whole thing where where Naomi, maybe Naomi, Naomi I'm sorry, Moral is getting busy with uh, with someone, like the roommate of, Na- uh-huh. of Naomi's love interest. So we can keep that scene, but green? just gender swap it. Yeah. Maybe like make him or her green and... Uh, and just kind of move that around the same way. Yeah, yeah, I dig. And so that all plays out the same way. Oh, also, instead of oh, Morale beating the Kobayashi Maru by cheating. We've got to have that hearing where those two lock eyes for the first time. Like, oh, you son of a. Yeah, that would be perfect because instead of Morale not knowing who Naomi is, she knows who Naomi is. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you? And, like, yeah, we were born on the same ship. Yeah. And... You know, like we were, uh, you know, like we we have, there's a lot of family connections and maybe there was some sort of resentment or like maybe Harry has always had a great relationship with Naomi and not with Moral. And so Moral resents Naomi for that. Yeah, that's where I was going is I think there's a lot of resentment where 
Morale is sort of in a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point in her life where she's always been considered, you know, the quote-unquote bad girl because of her Klingon mm -hmm. side, because she has a temper, that sort of a thing. And so she has lived up to the part where she's gotten herself into trouble every now and then, whereas Naomi has always been the praised good girl. And so they just, they hate each other. Or, yeah. I mean, Na maybe Naomi doesn't hate morale, but she's judging morale. And that's just as bad. And maybe Naomi pities morale. Right. And that's even worse for her. Knowing that morale has tons of potentials, just she's not going to live up to it if she doesn't straighten out. But she doesn't put up with her crap. She doesn't let it Heck no. get in the way of her duties. Yeah. And so yeah. there's a lot of friction. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's established. That's set up. We have in this new character in replace of Uhura. So how does the doc play in? Do we still do the doc? <laughs> Maybe he's the re Like he has a soft spot for morale. Like, he kind of yeah. lets her get away with everything they've kept in contact. I think so. I mean, I think that's got to be the connection where he's the one that she can turn to, the one person who will hear her out, see where she's coming from, let her get her point across. They have that special relationship, unlike her and mm -hmm. Harry. And so he is going to smuggle her onto the ship, basically. And we have, basic, we have that mandatory scene where he's like, <laughs> I delivered you. I have responsibility towards you. If you're not going to talk with Harry, at least you can talk with me. And so, yeah, smuggles around the ship and everything yep. like that. Numb same thing that happens. Hands. I'm the chief medical yep. officer. Yeah. Yeah. The same with the hands and everything like that. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Great. Okay. So that happens with that. So they're going to investigate yeah. Vulcan and what is going on here. And so they are on a mission essentially to rescue Tuvok primarily. Well, the Rojan break out of the Klingon prison just like Nero did, and their their ships are ridiculous. You're like, maybe the, we keep that whole... Because it, according to the comics, the Nero stole Borg technology and it amped up his mining ship. And that would mm -hmm. explain why it was so freaking powerful. What if we keep that storyline, but with Hirogen? So the Hirogen have amped up Borg amplified ships. Okay. And that's why it's taking care of stuff. And so... I think in this version, yeah, Tuvok is there, and the entire reason why they're targeting Vulcan is just to get Tuvok. That is how crazy it is. Yeah, but they are so overboard and over the top in their actions. They're not just going to destroy him. They're going to destroy his whole family and, hey, while we're at it, the whole freaking planet. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, maybe instead of using the Red Matter MacGuffin, they just raise the atmosphere of the planet or they just bombard it with photon torpedoes and, and phasers and everything like that destroying cities yeah or i mean with the whole mining aspect since nero was like a miner and that's sort of a thing the Hirogen, not having a whole lot of resources in the alpha quadrant at this point are just going to mine vulcan to death and destroy it in the process really quick do we need to keep the mining aspect though because the Hirogens aren't miners i mean they're hunters so yeah i mean it's just a thought yeah i i think I, I think what we can just say is just say they 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 screw over Vulcan. Like just going to ravage like the they, surface so that it's not habitable. How about that? And maybe yeah, they they do take resources as much as they can, and they make it inhabitable for at least a long time, if not forever. Yeah. And it's all because Tuvok was there. Yeah. Okay. I, I like it. And so, and same thing happens. Like they send the fleet. Because they don't know why it's happening. They don't understand that it was the Hirogen. Oh, they know that it's the Hirogen, but they're just like, they thought they were missing. They thought they were gone. And maybe like the Klingon version of Section 31 didn't let them know that they had the Hirogen. That's why political avenues fell flat and they didn't even know that they were missing. They thought they were destroyed. Uh -huh. And so 
everything happens how it does. And so who dies to make Naomi emotionally compromised? Mm. Seven. Seven. Seven was with Tuvok on Vulcan because she's there for some reason. Yep, that's going to hurt so much. But it's got to be her. Yeah, because they've got a special relationship. That's the person. Yeah, that's the person. And so Tuvok survives. Seven doesn't. Because Seven is with Tuvok because of the Daystam Institute for exchange of ideas or something, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Because Tuvok and Seven had a great relationship. And so Naomi goes to save Tuvok and save Seven. Yeah. In the same way that Spock tries to save his, his parents. Yep. And so Seven, like... It just it happens the exact same way, and that's how it gets Naomi to be emotionally compromised. Oh, God. And then that ultimately... So we're just knocking off people left and right from the Voyager crew. Oh, my God. We're killing off more people in this episode than I think we ever have. <laughs> At least in it, one single one. I feel one. like Game wow. of Thrones episode. Dang. So much death. So much pain. But that has to work, because then once Naomi acknowledges that she's emotionally compromised, then Morel can step in. She can lead him out of it. And then she can destroy the Herosian, essentially. She, she, can, she can pull that whole, I got your gun line. Yeah, I think, yeah, I got your gun. Um, <laughs> you did that so much better than I did. <laughs> I think, I, like, yeah, we can continue to do that. So, so Tuvok and Seven are on the planet. So that's replacing the parents. So that's kind of, instead of, a, we're kind of going back on our word by making Tuvok the Spock character. Do we keep the Spock Prime character? Because without the timey-wimey stuff, it doesn't really make sense. Mm, yeah. Well, I, dang it. <laughs> I see your point. Uh, do we need a future Naomi or something? No. No, I don't want to go there we, either. I no, no, no. We, Forget I said that. Because in the movie, that was one criticism of mine, is that like, Sending Chris Pine, Kirk, to that planet to find Prime Spock and then find Scotty it, and get him back on the ship using transwarp beaming felt very forced to me. Very forced. Yeah, we can skip that. It doesn't make I enough sense I think we to... can cut that. Yeah, no. We don't need it. I really do. I think we can really just go towards the scene where morale... Like, maybe Naomi's making questionable decisions. Like, she's not thinking clearly because, yeah. um, you know, like Pike... Oh, wait, we completely forgot, like, about how, you know, Pike got captured. So in this, we need to have Harry get captured by the erosion oh, for the right. same reasons. Yeah, got to go after like, him. He, he has, he's got to go after him. He's got, he's got to have the access codes and Harry, like, but they don't kill Harry right away because they know that he's a captain and so he has the codes. And so that's why they torture him instead of killing him yep, yep. so that they can destroy Earth because that's the birthplace of the Starfleet that screwed them over in the Delta Quadrant. Right. And so we have the whole skydiving thing, maybe. Oh, we, we, well, we sure. Keep why the not? Skydiving thing. Why not? Yeah. We've got that whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. Morale's going to go after Perry, a.k.a. Pike. <laughs> and so we have a new Sulu. You know, sure. like it's it's like it's just a different character who then becomes a member of the of the new Voyager crew. Yeah. So whoever that character is, somebody dies, a red shirt dies. Yeah. Don't even and care. <laughs> Don't even care. And then I think that's like Naomi gets distressed because, you know, Seven and Tuvok are gone. Yep. She gets really upset. And so that's how morale tricks her into exposing. Like she like she goes heated. She's just like she goes like she knows intimate details about her because they knew they've known each other for so long. She goes after it. Yeah. And that's how morale becomes the captain of Voyager A. Well, and I think to justify morale kind of going after Naomi on that front 
we have to realize that Naomi is going to turn more than one head with her questionable decision-making where it's not just morale seeing it. So then that way morale is justified in taking over. It has to be justified. It has to be like, because we cannot hate morale for this. No, no, Mm -mm. no. She has to be right. I think later on we have to show Naomi where she's just like, no, I made a stupid decision. I put lives at risk. I'm lucky to keep my first officer spot. I have no business being captain at this point. You saw through that. You showed leadership that I didn't. And so I'd be happy to command the ship with you. So that kind of thing. Yep, that's how they're going to ultimately come back together as peaceful allies rather than at each other's throats. Where she realizes that morale for all of her weaknesses is going to... She makes Naomi better. They work well as a team. And so Naomi's going to see that. I think it works. And the movie basically plays out the exact same way. Yeah. Except with our character swapped over, Harry Kim winds up in a wheelchair, sadly, and he gets promoted to Admiral. And so he doesn't get to Captain the Voyager A, but he passes it on to to two people he knows and trusts and loves. There we go. That's a movie. We did it. There you go. Man, that Woo! that went crazy. That went in totally different directions than I expected. That was wild. This was a lot of fun, though. I want us to keep doing these movies. There's just so much potential in this. So great. So much fun. And please, guys, let us know what you thought of this, of this uh, movie swap. And if you would have done anything differently or if you liked any particular aspects that we talked about. Or if we forgot anything. Just like, oh, you forgot this scene. Or what would you do in, in this scene? Or maybe we could continue this crew into Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, that's what we need to do next week. That is oh, what we need to do next week. Okay. There it is. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Please go to thenerdparty.com for all of our back episodes and how to communicate with us. And uh, next week, we know what we're going to do. We're going to do Star Trek Into Darkness, Voyager style, and we are going to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.